Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I am so pleased and honored to speak with bassist Victor Wooten. Victor, I mean, bassist doesn't even really sum it up, does it? But uh, you have a new book out, so we'll be talking about that today. Good morning, Victor. Good morning, Emily. Thanks for having me on your show. I mean, it really is a pleasure and honor, as I said already. Um, but I've admired your playing for a very long time. You're just one of the most uh, lyrical and, and just inventive bass players uh, that's walking the planet, I think, these days, and uh, or for a couple decades at least now. So uh, it's, it's really great to have you on. And um, I've, I've really enjoyed your new book, which is called The Spirit of Music. Can you tell us about it? Sure, sure. I mean, uh, I, I must first say, Emily, from the way you describe me, it tells me a lot about you <laughs> and how much, I mean, seriously, how much you know about music. And, uh, you know, so that, that makes me happy to know who I'm speaking with. <laughs> yeah, The Spirit of Music is a sequel, uh, in a sense, to uh, a previous book that I wrote called The Music Lesson, mm -hmm. A Spiritual Search for Growth Through Music. And so this one, uh, the spirit of music, the lesson continues. It uh, it starts. This book pretty much starts where the music lesson left off, where my character, uh, which is the narrator of the story of both stories, reluctantly finds himself in the teacher's role, mm -hmm. and he kind of finds himself in the same exact position. Uh, that a teacher just uh, one day showed up in his house, in my house. And so, uh, you know, it's not something that's wanted, but it's something that uh, this character, which is sort of like my character, knows he has to face because music is in danger. Uh, even the, the music in the music lesson said, you know, I'm dying. I'm sick. I need your help. I need people to listen. Uh, music says I have more of a relationship, an intimate relationship with computers than I do with people these days. And so, in the in the the, the current story, the spirit of music, we find um, we we find the dangers growing with music disappearing around the world. So a few characters come together, um, not quite on purpose; they just happen to meet, but with the same the same mission, which is to save music, but also with the same unclarity of how they're going to do it. But together, uh, they hope to figure it out. One of the things that really struck me about it is, uh, as a musician myself, although not a performer I uh, anymore, I, I am always kind of struck by the moments where I'll learn something important about music from someone who isn't a musician. And your your book deals with these kinds of situations, maybe not with maybe not necessarily with people who aren't musicians, but with people who aren't musicians to the caliber that you are, to, that have the study and knowledge that you have. You know what I mean? And you're learning really profound lessons about music from other people who haven't made music their profession, right? Uh, Kurt, you're absolutely right. And yeah. again, you know, you're you're you're, you're showing your knowledge. And I appreciate that. But you're absolutely right. Um, the, the smart musician knows and realizes that music is not about music. Music is just the way we express all of life. And so there are some musicians who, who I would say maybe make the mistake uh, of only practicing. You know, we lock ourselves in a room. And it's really it's what we're told to do. Lock ourselves in a room and practice all day. But a person who does that has no life. And in that sense, what do you have to express through your music? 
And so that is one of the things that Michael, the teacher, the main teacher in the music lesson, um, shows uh, the narrator, my character, that we need to understand all of life, including nature. Uh, and, you know, every part of life um, to make our music whole and full. And and that's what seems to be disappearing in this second story. Yeah, I mean, and, and just maybe a little more of a niche part of that that I really appreciated you talking about was how music has changed because of the digital age and how, you know, as someone who works in audio, I... I do understand the difference between uncompressed music and compressed music and how compressed music sounds so different than that that's yes. that's raw audio and and I know this is maybe getting a little nerdy for some people and I but I just was so taken by that because it's so it's so true how listening to music digitally has tremendously affected the way we hear music. It really has and and that's that's not an opinion. Right. No, exactly. That's that's, that's fact. That yes. is fact. We, we've lost, we've gained a lot. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be the old man that's complaining about how it used to be you know, right. when, in my day. Yeah. Um, we've gained a lot, but we have to be careful that we are aware through our gains what we are also losing. And then we need to weigh the fact. You know, I mean, it's like a person who used to ride or, or, or maybe even sell horse and buggies. And now we have cars. We we gain in speed. We lost in what we are able to see and take in as we travel. We need to weigh the difference and see what's better for us. And maybe sometimes we just need to take a trip on a horse and buggy just to regain. So music's the same way. We've gained a lot. It's easier for you and me to sit at home. Uh, I mean, I can literally make a great sounding record in, in my bathroom, Yeah, you know, <laughs> literally. Yeah. But it's also the same as saying I can make some great tasting food, you know, without having to go to my garden. And we can make anything taste good, but what are we losing in the process? And I'm not even saying that we are losing but it needs to be looked at. And in this book, the, the Spirit of Music, it's showing some of the things that we are losing in this digital age. And I rate in the book, I raise questions more than I make statements. You know, I yeah. say if if we have lost this much, you know, what does it mean to you? Rather than here's what it's supposed to mean, you know, you're in danger. But the story poses the question, are we in danger? Because this is, you know, the difference going from live music to M to MP3s through headphones. You know, I spell that out right in the beginning. We've lost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, is it worth it? Is it, you know, is there a danger involved? And these relationships and discussions you have with characters in the in the book are, are really profound. And, and you mentioned briefly that your the first book you did uh, involved you kind of having an interaction with this man, Michael, and him teaching you all these things just very unexpectedly. And in the book that in this book, The Spirit of Music, then you have this relationship with the character, Jonathan. Can you just talk a little bit about that? <laughs> I can. I can. Uh, in both books. Uh, all or most of the characters are inspired by real people. 
inspired by real people. And in, and in many cases, with these people's permission, I used their first names. So Jonathan is a, well, he's not as young anymore. He may have reached 30 by now in real life. But I met him at my either my second or my third music camp back in the early 2000s. And uh, just seeing him getting off the shuttle from the from the airport, uh, myself and a few other instructors said this this person's different, but different in a way that I want to know him. You know, I mean, you could see it in his appearance and his actions. But there was a brilliance to him that that shown to us also. He could be a person that, you know, in school get made fun of. Sure. But uh, uh, us instructors who were hopefully above that could see into this young man's brilliance. And and if I found out that he was brilliant. We uh, we do a thing sometimes where we trick people into talking. He wasn't a talker, but we put him in a situation where we he, we tricked him into it. He now thanks me for it because he's a he's done a TED talk he's written a book he's diagnosed I forgot to say he's diagnosed with autism and uh and he literally told me that when the doctors told him all these things when he was a kid yeah. doctors told him all these things he wouldn't be able to do he would he would take that as the next thing to work on wow you know so when the doctor said you know you'll, you'll never be able to work with your hands he started practicing bass even more and, you know, and now he lives in an apartment after being told he'd never live alone. He lives in an apartment that he he pays for gigging, playing bass, you know. So he's doing all these things that the doctors told him he wouldn't be able to do. And, um, you know, I feel lucky to have met him and have been able to see that in him and to actually be able to help him. But also he helps me because now I have him come to our camps and, and help us by teaching, as well as helping us make sure that our classrooms at our camps um, are, are adequate for people with challenges. Mm, indeed. You know, so yep. he, yeah, he tells us about the lights, the fluorescent lights, and he tells us different things, how to say things, you know. Um, you know, if, if we say, you know, get ready for lunch, you know, to him, he, how do you get ready to be hungry? How do you know, what does that mean? You know, to everyone else, that means put away your art supplies, put your instrument down. But to someone who, who maybe thinks more literal, how do you get ready? Right. You know, what do you want me to do? You know, amazing. <laughs> so, so he's pointing all this stuff out to us and it's making our programs better. He's a special person. He's one of the most artistic people I know. If this person has grown uh, more than I would say he's lost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Victor, I'm, I'm speaking with bassist Victor Wooten. His new book is called The Spirit of Music. And Victor, you are going to be a part of the Twin Cities Book Festival on February 23rd, correct? That is correct. I'm looking forward to that. I, anything dealing with the Twin Cities, I'm always looking forward to. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you be a part of that. So will you be doing a reading from the book? Are you sure? Or do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I more than likely I will. But I, al I also have an audio version of the book that's a slightly delayed, but it's coming out soon. Oh, nice. So I'll either. Yeah, it, it's really fun because every character is read by a different person. And, in, and almost every character 
is read by the person who inspired the character. So yes, Jonathan reads Jonathan's parts. So it's very possible instead of reading, or maybe in addition to reading, I may play a scene from the audiobook. Awesome. Well, that event is on February 23rd, part of the Twin Cities Book Festival. Victor Wooten, bassist and author, and uh, many other things as well. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we have to go today? I want to just thank you for having me on your program and thank everyone in the Twin Cities for always welcoming me. I've played there many times, either at the zoo with Bela Fleck or at the Dakota with my own band, and it's always been a pleasure. It is cold there, but it's still a pleasure. (laughs) We're always happy to have you, Victor. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Emily. Thank you.